I bless you on this um, Tuesday night. We're grateful for another night. We're thankful for <clears throat> another night of being able to share the word of God. We pray that you are blessed and we pray that you will be blessed by our time, <clears throat> by our time together. Let us pray. And then we'll hear what God has to say. Father, we thank you now for this time. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessing. Now, Father, bless us, keep us, and allow us to grow in your word, grow in your knowledge, and grow in your statutes, even now, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, we ask it all. Amen. In the book of Romans, Romans chapter 8, verses 9 and 10. Romans chapter 8, verses 9 and 10 says this you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit if in fact the spirit of god dwells in you anyone who does not have the spirit of christ does not belong to him but if christ is in you although the body is dead because of sin the spirit is life because of righteousness <clears throat> And we want to talk from the subject, what is in you? The Apostle Paul is the writer of this text. And we see that because of Jesus Christ, there is no more condemnation. And that we have been set free by Jesus Christ. No more condemnation because we've been set free by Jesus Christ. Jesus did what the law and the flesh of mankind couldn't do, and that we live by the Spirit of God. Those controlled by the flesh will live by the flesh, but those that live by the Spirit will walk in the Spirit, and that those who are in the flesh, watch this, can't please God. Those who are in the flesh can't please God. And when the mind is set on the flesh, that causes death, causes problems, and causes tension because it is not submitting to God. It is important to have the right walk because the right walk will make the right mindset and the right lifestyle based on following the word of God. We have to have the right walk, have to have the right mindset and the right lifestyle based on following the word of God. Here the text says again, you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. This text is something that we need to remember. And that is who we belong to is shown in our lifestyle. Who we belong to is shown in our lifestyle because when we are serving God, we can't follow the flesh because the flesh and the spirit don't go together. The flesh and the spirit of God do not go together. There are things that don't go together. And as we serve the Lord and live for the Lord, we have to be watchful of what we allow to enter into our spirits as we follow God. We have to be watchful of what enters our spirits as we follow the Lord. And all, But also, there is personal responsibility on us because you have to see and you have to look at that as I follow God and as we follow God, we have to see what we can and what we cannot 
put into our spirits and into my walk with God. In other words, be careful of what spirits you get attached to. Be careful of what spirits you get attached to because not all spirits are good spirits. Not all things are good. Not all people are good. Not all surroundings are good. We have to be careful and have to be watchful and have to really understand that as we serve God, as we walk with God, as we live for God, as we go with God, not everything can be in to our lives or enter into our hearts or enter into our minds, enter into our souls, enter into our psyches. We have to be watchful and careful of what we allow to enter into our lives and our minds. Everything cannot enter into our minds. Everything cannot enter into our hearts. Everything cannot enter into our spirits because not everything goes with where God is taking us or what God is doing in our lives and how God is trying, is wanting to transform us, how God wants us to live. And we ought to also be at that place too where we say, I can't just do what everybody else does. I can't say what everybody else says. I can't act the way everybody else acts. I have to follow God and in following God, I have to do things that are pleasing to God. Because as we live for God, we can't live like the world. There are things that we have to drop in order to feel the presence of God. Because the Holy Spirit will bother us when we aren't living the right way. And the Holy Spirit will convict us when there are times we have to stop living in our flesh. The flesh is dangerous. The flesh is tricky. And the flesh can put you in a bad place if you are not careful. The flesh will have you thinking that you can serve God, and, but also do this on the side. And the problem occurs is that when we start paying more attention to what we do on the side than what we do and how we live for God. You have to be careful of what you allow to enter into your mind, your spirit, your heart, your soul. You have to be careful what you allow to enter into your walk with God. Watch what you let, watch what you let your flesh tell you is okay. The flesh will make you think everything is okay. But the Holy Spirit will step in and say, that is not right. And watch this. Don't reject the Holy Spirit because you want to prove a point. Don't reject the Holy Spirit because you want to prove a point and want to try to play and straddle both sides of the fence. Some fences we should walk past instead of trying to climb and look and see. Don't reject the Holy Spirit because you want to prove a point and want to, and like I said, want to try to play and straddle both sides of the fence. As we grow with God and as we serve God and as we live for God and as we walk with God, we see, we understand, and we notice that there are moments, there are times, and there, there, are, there are those situations and those scenarios to where we get to a place where we have to say that I, I can't, I can't keep playing with this. I can't keep entertaining this. I can't keep, I can't keep trying to to um, match fire with fire. I can't keep trying to think this is all right. I can't keep 
make myself believe that this is okay. I'm trying to make myself stand and see that I can do, I can do what I want. To. I cannot all do what I want to do. I cannot all with what I do. And that's why it's important to follow even when I don't like what God follow him. I still have to walk with him and I still have to serve God and I have to live for God and I can't put myself in any type of situation, any type of compromising situation. I can't put myself in any situation that will cause me more pain than progress. And there's and there's something that everyone we are we all ought to make sure that we have the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, you can feel him. The Holy Spirit will direct you. The Holy Spirit will whisper to you. And the, watch this. The Holy Spirit knows how to make you feel uncomfortable. The Holy Spirit knows how to make you feel uncomfortable. Because the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And the Holy Spirit knows how to stop us. But also when you walk with the Holy Spirit, it will send you warnings and tell you about what not to do and what not to get mixed up with. What not to do and what not to get mixed up with. Because this word dwells in the Greek means to occupy and cohabit. This word have in the Greek means to possess. This word belong in the Greek means to be present. So the Holy Spirit gives us life. The Holy Spirit gives us direction. And the Holy Spirit gives us substance. In other words, the Holy Spirit just doesn't convict us for no reason. There is a reason that the Holy Spirit doesn't leave us because the Christian life is a life that needs direction. We all need the right directions if we are to live holy. We all need direction. We all need instructions. We all need, in a sense, we need words. We need, we, we, we need this and we need that. We all need those directions in life. But we have to, but we have to be directed and we have to have the right. And we have to have the right intuition and we have to have the right attitude to follow what the Holy Spirit is telling us to. In other words, if you are, you know, you know, when, when they, they have a warning on toys, they tell you when, if especially if a toy is in plastic, they always say for a baby or a child that's like three years or younger, do not mess with this plastic because it is a choking hazard. Not have small toys because it is a choking hazard. And if you put the, and if a young child whose esophagus has not developed, whose windpipes are not strong, they put plastic or some type of small toy, it might be even a small Lego head. But if they put it in their mouth and swallow it, the likelihood is that they will choke. The likelihood is that it will stop their air. It will stop their air. It will stop them from breathing. And that's why the warning is given for them not to put this in their mouth because if they put this in their mouth, they will choke. Well, what I'm saying is the Holy Spirit always sends us warnings. The Holy Spirit always convicts. The Holy Spirit always chastises. The Holy Spirit always challenges because the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. The Holy Spirit will tell you when not to speak. The Holy Spirit will tell you how to speak. The Holy Spirit will tell you how to live. The Holy Spirit will tell you how to pray. The Holy Spirit is always doing and directing us in the right way. We just have to listen and abide. 
Holy Spirit is always telling us what to do. The Holy Spirit is always directing us. The Holy Spirit is always giving us guidance and giving us wise counsel. But we have to listen and do what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do and not try to do our own thing. Can't do our own thing. But we have to listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling us and speaking to us. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against, are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Galatians chapter 5, verse 24 through 25. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passion and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Romans chapter 6, verse 6 through 8. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. When we belong to God, when we belong to God, it's not about us and what we want, but it, it is about what the Lord wants. We belong to God. There are things that we should not entertain or do because sometimes if we are too dependent on our flesh, it can become an idol and make us miss out on deliverance that the spirit will provide. When you belong to God, serve God, you follow God, but you allow the word to convict you. You allow the word to transform you. You allow the word to do what the word needs to do in your life. But it, it has, there has to be a daily dose of the word of God. Read through the word, study the word of God as much as you can. Grow in the word of God. Grow in the law. Grow in the statutes of what the word of God is speaking. We have to grow in the word of God. We have to spend time in the word of God. We have to hear what God is saying. We have to listen to what God is saying. But we have to have time in the word of God. Can't just pick up and read the word of God when we want to, but we have to read and study the word of God every day, all of the time. We need to be in the word of God because when we're in the word of God, we see things that we don't need. We see people we don't need. We see habits we don't need, but we have to be in the word of God, because the word of God, it gives us strength to keep on walking. It gives us strength to keep on living. It gives us strength to keep on trusting. It gives, it gives us strength to continue to follow the Lord at all times. We have to follow him. We have to serve him, but we also have to listen. And, we, and watch this. Don't fight God when God is trying to make you better. Don't fight God when God is trying to make you better. God is always doing something to make us better, but we can't fight God. When we pray and ask God to have his way in our lives, if we want God to have his way in our lives, then we have to not fight God, but we have to follow God. We have to follow God. We have to listen to God. We have to abide in God. Who are you following? 
You gotta look at that. Who am I following? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I growing with? Who am I allowing to teach me? Who am I allowing to train me? Who am I allowing to speak words of life to me? I have to follow the Lord. Not follow me. Not follow what people want me to follow, but I have to follow Jesus. But it also comes to that place. What's in you? Did the spirit of God or the flesh, my own flesh, my, 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 my own stuff. Because I said, the flesh can have us thinking we're doing okay when we're not. The flesh can have you thinking that you have it going on, but you're really struggling. The flesh is tricky and deceptive and evil. That's why we have to walk with God. We have to let God give us what we need. We have to let God guide us. We have to let God direct us. We have to let God do it. We can't, we, if, if we can't do it, we can't do it our own selves. We can't do it our own way. We can't do it the way we want. Because if I if I decide to do it the way I want to do it, then I can cause trouble. I can cause problems. I can cause other issues. But when I let the Lord do it, when I let the Lord lead, see, God has to lead me before I try to do what, before I try to ask for this. If God can't leave, transform, convict, if God can't get me to settle down, I'll always be going here and there. God has to get us to settle down. God has to get our attention. We, there comes a time where we have to stop always calling out to God to do this, but when we haven't allowed God to do that first, But we got to let God do it. We got to understand who's really in charge and control. It's God. Not me. Not you. No, it's God. God is the one that's given us life. Now, if God has given us life, why would I try to tell God what is best for my life? Say it again. If God has given me life, why would I tell God what is best for my life? God is the one that gave me life. God is the one that has, has helped me. God is the one that has spoken to me. God is the one that's given me a head, given me a brain, given me eyes, given me eyebrows, eyelashes, hands, feet, teeth, nose. If God is the one that has given me life, why would I tell God what, why would I tell God what is best for my life or tell God what to do for my life to be successful? He already knows. He already has it under control. God created everything before I I got here. He's going to have some more stuff when I leave here. But while I'm here, I need to let God be in complete control. Stop fighting with God because that's a fight you'll never win. So we have to stop fighting with God because that's a fight we won't win. It'll just cause more pain, more problems and more sorrow. We don't need to fight with God, but we need to submit to God. Because here it is right here. Do you always turn to God when you are facing a crisis? Do you always turn to God when you are nervous or anxious? Do you always turn to God when you're facing a crisis? Do you always turn to God when you're nervous or anxious? And then let's, and then can I, can I put it this way? What is in you that pulls you away from God? What is in you that pulls you away from God? Because see, when I know that Christ is in me, 
the former things, the, the past things, and the things that I used to do don't come up anymore because I have allowed the spirit of God to take root and precedence in my life. And watch this. Don't allow your flesh to own you. Don't allow your flesh or things you put in your flesh to own you. Don't let your flesh own you. But remember, we are, we are God's children. We serve God and God is in control. Don't let your flesh have control over you. We are not owned by the flesh. But we are under the power and authority of God because we belong to the Lord. And because we belong to God, there are some things I cannot allow to have any type of influence over me because I belong to God. Some stuff I can't have any influence over me. Some stuff I can't have any, I can't, I can't get involved with. And some stuff I just have to leave alone because when I belong to God, I see, I understand, I know, and I witness that there is some stuff in my life. There is some stuff in my walk and there is some stuff that I have have to understand I need to stop trying to make this fit when I have the Holy Spirit and when I'm walking with God and when I know Jesus Christ some stuff we have to stop trying to make fit because sometimes the if we it will sometimes we give too much of us to the flesh it can take the life out of us. It reminds me when there were times when there, there was a particular suit I had, and I love to wear that suit, but I knew the pants were kind of tight. But I didn't care. I like the suit. I'm going to wear that suit. It was the suit I wanted to wear. And because it was the suit I wanted to wear, I was going to wear that suit. But the thing was, in wearing that suit, you had to breathe in. You had to suck in. And, and when you put a shirt, a t-shirt and a shirt in the pants, it makes it even tighter. And so even though I looked, I, I thought I looked decent in the suit, I knew I was uncomfortable because I knew because I knew it didn't fit. But when I but in the best relief I had from that suit was Un, was uh, unfastening my pants and uh, untaking my and taking those suit pants off, and the reason was because when I had them on, it was tight. It made me uncomfortable, but when I took it off, it made me relieved. Whew. That's what I'm trying to say tonight is that when we, when, we, when we live in the flesh, sometimes the flesh makes us tight, makes us uncomfortable, makes us not able to breathe. But when you allow the spirit of God to take control, when you allow the spirit of God to take over, you feel relief. You feel like you can breathe. You feel like you can trust in him. You feel like nothing can stop you. But it comes a place and time in our walk with God. We have to let the Holy Spirit have dominion over us. Because when the Holy Spirit has dominion over us, you can breathe again. Sometimes we struggle to, sometimes we struggle to breathe because we're allowing the flesh to have more power than the Holy Spirit. But is that e is that always easy? No. But as you walk with God and as you serve God, you begin to see I can't be a copycat and I can't follow everything that is done around me because everything that is around me or done around me is not always good for me. I can't be a copycat because everything that is done around me is not always good for me. 
and I have to be willing to change. I have to be willing to grow. I have to be willing to understand it's some things I have to walk away from before I walk into something that I can't walk away from. When we follow the Lord and when we let the Holy Spirit have control over us, you understand some stuff I have to walk away from before I walk in it and can't walk away from it. Because the Holy Spirit gives me that message. The Holy Spirit gives me that leadership. The Holy Spirit gives me that charge. And the Holy Spirit gives me that intuition for me to see. I can't follow and do everything because, watch this, not only will the Spirit not let me, but I shouldn't want to. And, 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 and we ought to get to that place. It's in some, there are, there's some stuff you should say, I don't want to do this. Some stuff you should say, I don't want to do this, and you should feel that way. I can't do this, and I shouldn't do this because I have too much of Jesus in me, and the love I have for Jesus Christ should stop me from corrupting myself. In some stuff right now, you ought to say, I, I, I don't want to do this. Whether you're in high school, whether you're a young adult, whether you're married, whether whether whatever phase, whether you're single, whatever phase of life you're in, whether you're in elementary school, it's some stuff you ought to say, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't, I shouldn't skip class or I shouldn't, I shouldn't be an accessory to something. I, when I, I shouldn't be there when I know people are trying to gang up on somebody. I shouldn't be there when I know that some people are purposely trying to hurt somebody. I should be there. It's just some stuff I know I shouldn't do. It's some places I just shouldn't go because and the reason I know I shouldn't go there is not only because I know that God is watching, but I know that's not me. It's not me. And have you ever noticed that sometimes we try to make ourselves be something that we know we never wanted to be or were created to be? The Holy Spirit will tell you this is not you. The Holy Spirit will tell you you shouldn't be doing this. The Holy Spirit will tell you that's not you. Once again, don't fight God, Christ, or the Holy Spirit. You'll never win. You can keep fighting as much as you want, but you'll never win. That's why we have to submit to God, trust God, and follow God. There are things that I shouldn't want to be corrupted. And we also ought to say, I don't want to be in a place where I'm causing problems that should have never been there. I don't want to be anywhere, anywhere where it's where it may where it can corrupt me and cause problems that should have never been there. There are just some things I don't want in my life because you 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 get to a place where you really see I can have too much to lose. That's why I don't want to be there. I have too much to lose. God has given me so much. God has blessed me. God has made ways for me. God has done things for me that nobody else could do. It's it's just that's why I can't put myself in some situations. I can't put myself in some boxes. That's why I can't text certain people. That's why I can't call certain people. That's why I can't listen to certain people. That's why I got to remove some people from my Facebook friend list, even if I got the block them because there's just too much to lose because there are there are some things that I have to move away from before it makes me lose what God blessed me and what I prayed for some we have too much to lose sometimes and that ought to make us see witness and understand there are times where I have to break away because I got too much to lose because this word though in the Greek means certainly. This word dead in the Greek means spirituality dead, spiritually dead, and destitute of force and power. This word alive in the Greek means living soul and those who put their trust in Christ. This word righteousness in the Greek means integrity, virtue, rightness, and correctness, and acceptable to God. Here it is. The spirit of God 
will make you change. The spirit of God will make you change. And you will know when you change, when things that you used to run to, you don't even go to for any kind of comfort. You see when you begin to change the same things you used to run to, the same things you used to go to, the same things you used to want, the same things you used to beg for, the same things you used to crave for. God has a way of changing your taste buds. Woo! God has a way of changing your spiritual taste buds that the same things you thought you had to have, the same things you used to crave, now you see I can do better without them. I don't need them because I've allowed the Holy Spirit to change me. And because the Holy Spirit has changed me, it's changed my life. It's changed my walk. It's changed my talk. It's changed my thoughts. But I see that the same things I used to crave, I don't crave anymore. The same things I used to want, I don't want anymore. Because I've allowed the Holy Spirit to change me. And the question tonight, another question tonight is, what is in your life that you need to release? What is in your life that you need to release? Who is in your life that you need to release? What is in your life that you need to let go of? Because the spirit of God will make us alive, but also living with virtue and integrity, but it falls on a person of whether or not they will follow the right path. But what do you need to release? What are you still battling with or what are you still letting have the upper hand on you the path is there and the right direction is there but it still falls on that person to whether or not they will follow the direction of the holy spirit but what do you need at this moment to release so you can really feel the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost. What do you need to release? What do you need to let go of? What do you need to get away from? Or what needs to get away from you? What do you need to stop having an open door policy for? What do you need to release so that you can feel the transformative power of the Holy Ghost? We, if we, want, we want to have a better life. We want to have a more complete life. We want to have a more fulfilled life but if we want to have those things some stuff has to go some stuff has to be released but what and who are you willing to release that is getting in the way of your goal of your path of living for Christ what needs to be released Philippians chapter 3 Verses 7 through 11. But whatever gain I had, I counted as lost for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Philippians chapter, Philippians chapter one, Philippians chapter one, <clears throat> verses 21 through 23. From, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, yet with, yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 through 14. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision on your flesh, 
God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands that he set aside, nailing it to the cross. The spirit of God gives us life. And because the spirit of God gives us life, there are things we need to see in view that don't have importance to us anymore. Because the spirit of God has given us life. Everything is not as important as we think it is. Everything is not as necessary as we think it is. And as we walk in the spirit of God, we walk with the confidence and we walk with a belief that with the spirit of God, we have hope, we have safety, and we have confidence that the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, will give us real life. The Holy Spirit will give us real life. We aren't really living if we are living without the Spirit of God. We can go about living every day, but without the Spirit of God, we are not really living and we are empty. Don't fool yourself. We need the Holy Spirit because without it, we are empty. We need the Spirit of God. We need the Holy Spirit to live, to function, and to really grow. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Spirit of God to live. We need the Spirit of God to do things the right way and to say things the right way. We need the Spirit of God for us to have a life, to treat people right and be pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. But we need the Holy Spirit. Because once again, without the Holy Spirit, we are empty. We're living, but we're not full. We're not complete. We're empty. And that's why we need, we need the Holy Spirit for us to have life, to treat people right, and to be pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. We want to please God. You need the Holy Spirit. We want to treat people right. You need the Holy Spirit. We want to have a life. We want to have this, this, this freedom. We want to get out of these chains, get out, out of these burdens. But we need the Holy Spirit. Because watch this. The Spirit of God doesn't make mistakes in telling us what to do. Uh-oh. The Spirit of God doesn't make mistakes in telling us what to do. We don't always like it, but the Spirit of God never makes a mistake in telling us what to do. But we have to listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit never makes a mistake. God doesn't make a mistake. Christ doesn't make a mistake. But we have to allow the Holy Spirit to change us. The Holy Spirit will change many things in our lives when we allow him to. Can I show you? Number one, our talk changes. James chapter 3, verse 10. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Number two, our behavior changes. 1 John chapter 2, verses 28 through 29. And now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. Number three, our worship grows. Psalms 145 verses one through two. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Number four, our thoughts change. Colossians chapter three, verse two, set your minds on things that are above, 
not on things that are on earth. And number five, our hearts change. Psalms 51 verses 10 through 12, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. The Holy Spirit will change us. It will. We have, we have so much that the Holy Spirit grants us. But are we willing to allow the Holy Spirit to change us? Are we willing to let the Holy Spirit change us? Right? Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to go in a different direction? The direction God wants. But some stuff I have to change. Some stuff I need to change. Some stuff I should change. As I'm walking with God, there is some stuff I have to change. But when I do it the way it's supposed to be done, I'll be better for it. I'll be greater for it. I'll be wiser for it. But the Holy Spirit will change and grow us. But we have to be, watch this, we have to be ready to grow. And we need to be ready to grow because we're walking in the spirit. We have to keep on walking in the spirit, but we have to be ready to grow. We can't always talk about change and ready to grow if we're not willing to put in the effort. But when the spirit is on us, when the spirit is walking with us, when the spirit is directing us, when the spirit is taking complete control, we understand I got to walk differently. I got to I got to live different. I can't do it the same way I used to do it. It's like we see in sports, they talk about all the time. Father time is undefeated. There have been great athletes, especially like in the NBA. Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki. I'm just thinking about past, the, the ones that retired not the recent. Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, the late Kobe Bryant. I mean, Trace McGrady. I remember when every time Dirk Nowitzki shot a shot, it seemed like it was going in. He could get off the floor. He can get off the ground. He could jump high. But those, his last couple years in the NBA, Dirk was barely getting off the ground, barely playing. Barely, sometimes he would miss open shots that five to ten years ago he would make without any problem. But what happened? Father time came. The same things he was used to be able to do with ease, he couldn't do anymore. And he realized it was time to go. That's the same way it is in the Christian walk with God. When we start getting the word of God, when we allow the Holy Spirit to come over us, when we allow the Holy Spirit to take control, when we allow the Holy Spirit to do his job, it's just like an athlete that's ready to retire. Some stuff needs to retire. Some stuff got to leave. Some stuff can't be with us anymore. Some things can't work for us anymore. And some things we shouldn't even want to have to work for us anymore because it's time for a change. It's time for an upgrade. We can't always play the victim. We can't always be defensive. We can't we, we, we can't we can't always be the be sometimes the one that's attacking but then don't like it if we get attacked. Can't always play the blame game. Can't always take out anger on people that have not done anything to you. And most certainly can't get mad at God when God gave, was giving us the word the whole time and we didn't listen to it. It's about growing. It's about adapting. And it's about allowing the Lord to transform us 
Psalms 119, verse 11. I have stored your word, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5 through 7. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children you sh and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Psalms 37, verse 31. The law of God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk in to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we give you through the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Verses 7 through 8, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Whatever we do, we have to walk in the Holy Spirit. We have to walk with God. We have to love God, serve God. And we just have to see some stuff doesn't fit. Some stuff doesn't work. And some stuff is not going to give us, some stuff is not going to give us any healing, but some stuff will bring more hurting. That's why we have to walk with God, trust God and walk in the Holy Spirit and allow the Lord to do the leading, the guiding, and the direction. Lord, thank you now for this Bible study. We pray that we grow. We pray that you continue to allow us to grow. We pray that we've been helped, that we've been challenged, that we've been convicted, that we continue to live for you, do what you've said. And Father, even when it's things that we don't like, even when it's things that's challenging us, even when it's things that we have contention, that we want to fight with, but Father, let us submit to you. Let us just trust you and let us just know, God, that in order for us to really live the way you want us to live and to really do what you want us to do, that we have to live correctly. We have to love. We have to serve. We have to abide. We have to follow. We have to study. We have to do what you've called us to do. Not what we want to do, but do what you call us to do. Grant us that now in the name of Jesus Christ. Grant us that peace. Grant us that love. And grant us that, that courage, Father, to continue to walk with you every step of the way. In Jesus Christ, we pray and we ask it all. Amen. God bless you. God, keep it. Thank you for tuning in to this Bible study tonight. You can continue to uh, like, share, and comment. Um, share this. Uh, we pray that you would just continue to um, support us as we just continue to share the word of God. We can always join us at Sunrise every week for our Bible study. We thank you and we praise you. We pray you in hell tonight. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Amen.